0: being your
1: consumer advocate, all about helping you understand your buying decisions, making you just a bit more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Our goals are to educate, entertain, enlighten, and most importantly, we want to engage with you. We'd love to hear from you. We've got an uptick in calls lately, uh, people reaching out to our hotline, which is 813. 813- 750 0550. You used
0: to call me on myself. 813 750
1: 0550. Call and leave a message or text that line anytime. We'll get right back to you. And we want to be here to support you, our radio and TV show family. Uh, real proud to say over seven years on air now, we've really uh, taken great pride in building this show over the years, building our brand as a top real estate team. Of course, uh, my wife Lindsay and I own and operate a top team here in Tampa Bay, the Platinum M- vp team at keller williams realty and we rank in the top one percent of all real estate agents and agencies here in tampa bay helping you win in any marketplace quick shout out to jade's premium quality cleaning uh, the official cleaning partner of the consumer quarterback show reach out to jade she's woman-owned business uh, jade's premium quality cleaning they do a great job cleaning our real estate properties they're also COVID 19 certified for infection prevention and control, which, of course, is important right now as we are in the middle of this Chinese plague, as our president calls it. Uh, Follow her on Facebook at Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning and give them a call. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. Of course, reach out to the show. We'll put you in contact with Jade and her team as well. All right, we got a great lineup for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking with Aaron Barrish here shortly. We got Jeff Miller uh, in studio as well, candidate for Pasco County Commission, and Fred Muth, Tampa Screens and Aluminum, aka the Tin Man. We got the Tin Man on the show today as well, and uh, let's uh, let's also uh, talk about a couple of listings here. We've got some properties here in Tampa Bay, twenty five, twenty eight Appaloosa Trail is a property that we've got listed gorgeous home palm harbor florida four bedrooms three bath three car garage pool home so relaxed in your enclosed pool area with a raised deck and watch nature pass you by at this beautiful property on appaloosa trail palm harbor florida great buying opportunity here in beautiful tampa bay 8325 west Hillsboro avenue another beautiful property this is a freestanding office building at 8325 west Hillsboro avenue in tampa town and country area Freestanding building, large conference room, small bathrooms and and kitchens, eight other offices, signage on Hillsborough, a major thoroughfare here in Tampa Bay. Check out all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. All right, so Gulfside Healthcare Services, longtime friend of the program. We've got Aaron Barish on the show. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, my pleasure. And Gulfside Healthcare uh, Services, you have the hospice thrift stores, and today is a special day for the hospice thrift stores, that's right?
2: That's correct, yes. It is National Thrift Shop Day, so what better way to celebrate it than by uh, giving a shout out to all five of our thrift shops.
1: Very good, very good. So how do the thrift shops help uh, Gulfside? They're, they're helping to raise money and, and you know, helping the nonprofit.
2: Yes, exactly, yes. We are a non-profit organization, so the thrift shops actually um, run on donation-based giving from the uh, consumers in the community. Um, All of the items that we sell in the stores are then resold, and all of the profits are then used to help fund the charity care for our hospice patients. Um, That way we don't have to turn anybody away, and everybody is able to receive the excellent care that they deserve.
1: Very good. Okay. So you've got volunteer options as well for folks out there
2: that may want to get involved. Um, Absolutely, yes. We do have volunteer opportunities in all the stores, various positions, including accepting the donations, processing the donations, pricing the donations, putting the donations on the sales floor, ringing them up, so all kinds of, you know, different various tasks you can do from the back door to the front door, Um, and we have plenty of opportunities available. We're being hit really hard with donations. I think everybody's cleaning out their closets right now, and we can definitely use um, as many volunteers as we could get.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And helping out, and and it's also good for teens. So can teens volunteer and get involved?
2: Absolutely. Teens are more than welcome to volunteer. We partner with Pasco County Schools. They um, support the Bright Future Scholarship Fund, and many of the teenagers need those hours in order to get that scholarship. So we accept teenagers from the age of 15 and up. And they can come in and volunteer after school, on the weekends, anything like that, and we'd be more than happy to give them some on-the-job training so they can get their scholarship.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. My, my mom... And uh, her boyfriend, they love to go and thrift store and check it out, thr- check the thrift, thrift store. And sometimes they find things that are valued at a lot more than is actually on the price just because people don't really know today what things are valued at. Uh, have you come across some of those? What are some of the cool things that you you guys have come off
2: Oh, yeah, it's always, it's we call it like sometimes Christmas Day. You never know what you're going to find when you open the box. And some of the items we've gotten most recently, uh, we had an old Victrola, an actual crank Victrola that somebody had donated, and it worked. And we feature that on our Facebook page, and it drew a lot of attention and kind of started a bidding war between customers because everybody wanted it. And we've also received some autographed signed jerseys, um, from the football teams here in Tampa Bay and other various memorabilia. So it's, those are some of the, the nicer collectible and antique items that we've received.
1: Oh, very cool. Uh, we've got also right now a lot of businesses. We, we had Children's Cancer Center on the show as well, and they've been forced uh, to cancel a lot of their events. A lot of the events and the fundraisers were from people being in person. I actually had the opportunity to emcee their Wine, Women & Shoes event several years ago, and that was a fun time. But right now, are you, are you experiencing challenges due to COVID-19, and are you doing more stuff online?
2: We are doing more stuff online uh, for the simple fact that we're, we're adhering to social distancing. We are adhering to that in the store. And that has kind of changed the way we do our frugal fundraising is what we like to call it. So rather than having large events, we've offered some items online to give those people that aren't comfortable coming out the ability to see some of the great items we have. And we feature a lot of the uh, designer brands and boutique handbags and some of those antiques like the Vixarola, things like that. We feature those online because many collectors are online. Looking for things, and we've launched that back in the middle of our shutdown, and it's been a great success. We've had a lot of new customers that have found us that didn't even know we existed just because of the launch of the website.
1: Oh, very good. And if you just joined us, we're talking with aaron Barris. She's Gulfside Healthcare Services Thrift Shop. So you run the thrift top, uh, shop division, is that right?
2: Yes, my uh, I guess you could call my proper title is director of thrift shop. So I oversee all five of them. But all of the thrift shops each have a manager that oversees the shop and the volunteers within it. And we have a, a roughly about 25 to 30 volunteers per shop. And if we didn't have those, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, in the past,
1: we've talked with a lot of your different team. You've got chaplains on staff. You've got, mm-hmm. uh, uh, of course, Linda Ward, CEO, uh, doing a great job. Um, talk to us a little bit about some of the people that you're helping as well.
2: Right. Yeah. So, like you said, Linda, she's a great support to us, and she's been there to cheer us on the whole time, but some of the people we help, besides just our hospice patients, um, we also have some community partnerships. So, one of those is the Sunrise um, Domestic Violence Center of uh, Pasco County. We partner with them, and sometimes they don't have the items available to help people set up a home when they're in a bad situation, so we partner with them. Um, We also get um, cell phones that might be donated, and they're non-working, so they can... And reprogram them and turn them into 911 emergency phones um, to make sure that they have a lifeline in case they get stuck in a bad situation. Um, we also partner with the Lions Club so a lot of people like to donate their old glasses and uh, we'll give them to the Lions Club and they'll put new lenses in and give those to people who are unable to afford a new pair of glasses that way they're able to see just like everybody else.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Helping out, doing a lot of good in the community. It sounds like Um, you've got three pillars to your business, too. It's the hospice care, which a lot of people think of uh, mostly palliative Mm -hmm. care and then also home health care. So you're doing home health care in home health uh, care for folks. So that's those are your three uh, core uh, business models. Is that right?
2: Yes, that's correct. Yes, and the home health is actually a new venture that we started within the past year um and it's been a a great service to be able to offer that service in the home because some people just they're not able to get out and so it's another way that we're helping the community. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, uh, you, know, you know one last time. You got today is National Thrift Shop Day. It's like it seems like there's a day for everything now, isn't there? But this there is. is. A, this is a good one. So National Thrift Shop Day. Uh, talk about what that means to you, Aaron, and, and how people can get involved.
2: So what that means to me is it, it really highlights the thrift shops. Um, it was stigmatized for so long that thrift shops was you know something that you know only people who were less fortunate are financially shopped at, but we find so many more people these days are finding the value in it and they're using it for multiple ways. Um, to, you know, show that they're green by recycling and repurposing items or trying to um, upcycle things. It just helps, you know, the consumers and it helps, you know, the environments as well. And for us, it really showcases us to show that we are a, you know, economical choice for people. And then it showcases the fact that not only are we a thrift shop helping them out, but every time they make a purchase, they're actually helping somebody else out. And that's kind of the way they can indirectly help out. Um, so rather than volunteering for us by making a purchase they still are helping out a hospice patient
1: yeah that's a great way to look at it wow people so it's 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 really unique how it's it's a wheel uh, wheel of life so to speak people are you know not only for the clothing and the in the materials but they're they're doing a good thing by donating it and then when you're selling it you're actually generating money to help people who are getting either hospice care palliative care or home health care
2: yes exactly
1: Very cool. Well, hey, always a pleasure having you guys on the show. Say hello to Linda and the team for us, and keep up the good work out there, Aaron.
2: We will. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. Hey, my
1: pleasure. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk with Jeff Miller. He's a candidate for Hills uh, Pasco Pasco County Commission here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Coming up, Fred Muth as well. Tampa Screens and Aluminum. And we always have a feel good story of the day, something positive for you. We've Got a Nigerian boy received scholarship to New York Dance School after they saw his barefoot ballet performance. Stay with us, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
2: This is work done, and you're listening to the real estate quarterback show hosted by my man brandon rhymes
0: to get in touch with brandon call 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com my name is james de jerome and i produce the consumer quarterback show for brandon rhymes listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372.
1: Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, helping you win in your real estate deals, buying, selling, or investing. We would love to talk to you you giving a big shout out to the golf cart depot uh, here in tampa bay they've got two locations Lando lakes location clearwater location and they've got a wide variety of golf carts available they've got the easy go the star ev cushman And also the Icon Electric Vehicles, pre-owned and remanufactured golf carts available from the Golf Cart Depot of Tampa Bay, Discovery Golf Carts as well. And they've got great locations and they will test drive. They will bring the test drive to you. So how cool is that? They'll load them up, bring them to you to your home or office and let you test drive reach out to Marty and his team at the golf cart depot. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you so you can take them up on those special offers and incentives. Uh, A couple of hot properties for this segment here in Tampa Bay. Uh, We've got forty two fourteen peaceful lane in Lando lakes. This is a great development opportunity. Eight lots, five of which are directly on bell Lake, which is a 90 acre ski lake right here in Tampa Bay, Uh, eight home sites. And the, as far as a developer goes, development would want to know that the entitlements are already in place. So it's ready to go. Turnkey operation at 4214 Peaceful Lane in Lando Lakes. Check out all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. Somewhere. Somewhere. All right, we got Jeff Miller in studio. He's a candidate for Pasco County Commission, and we also have Fred Muth on the phones. I want to introduce Fred real quick, just so in case he wants to chime in at any time. Fred Muth, Tampa Screens in Aluminum, a.k.a. the Tin Man. You there, sir? The
3: Tin Man is, is here ready for your service. All
1: right, buddy. Well, sounds good. We're going to we're going to be getting right back to you on it. Uh, we got Jeff in studio. We wanted to talk to Jeff here. So, Jeff, you're a candidate for Pasco County Commission, uh local businessman, you've been in Pasco 46 years. You know the issues that affect people and that's part of your platform.
4: I do. I uh, I moved here when I was 4 years old to a little place called Arapica, which is in the furthest northwest corner of Pasco County. Uh from there, I uh, moved all around District 4 and District 5 uh, till we finally settled in Hudson, graduated from Hudson High School, went to PHCC. Uh, later on, I started raising my family. Uh, I got into real estate, sold for Prudential Tropical Realty at the time, now Berkshire Hathaway, yep. uh, for several years. Got involved with the Sunshine Kids while I was there. I still volunteer for them now. That's going on about 22 years that I've been volunteering for, this, uh, for them. They're kids that have cancer. Uh, that we do a special week for up in Orlando. And uh, that's been one of my, uh, the big, it's actually a, the most fun I have in a given year. That's cool. <laughs> so, uh, But beyond that, I, uh, I started flipping houses while I was in real estate. And with that, after when the housing market crashed, I started doing repairs for other people, got my contractor's license. Uh, now I'm a GC. I do remodels and room additions uh for customers and i have a lot of dealing with the county so in that job so do actually have done several jobs for the county as well
1: so you i through that process then you have you identified a need have you identified some lack and, and is that why you're running
4: uh, it's one of the reasons I'm running. I uh, there, obviously there are things at, from the customer side uh, of the desk when you go up to get help for something that you see that you may not see when you're uh, somebody that is actually working in the the county building as you know providing those services. Um, you see a lot of people coming in that are just they, they're lost. They don't know what exactly they need. They got a code violation or something, and they come in there and you you they're lost. And there's really no um, real help for them other than you know you need to get this form and maybe go to this website but if right. if it's not an area where somebody works all the time that can that website can be confusing yep. even the forms can be confusing um, projects that take that should take no more than a month sometimes end up taking six months mm. for somebody to get through uh, and as a small business owner that's way too long you know yeah. you can your business can be under before it gets going.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you okay. see that in, in different areas of business. Uh, whereas uh, sometimes, if if the person's not familiar with the task, it's going to be a lot longer process. It's going to take more time. So, and, and specifically dealing with real estate properties, there's a lot of different scenarios that come up. Uh, variances. People are asking for variances sometimes when they want to build or uh, relocate and change uh, the, the the properties. So right, you're noticing of use. that,
4: yeah. So yeah, if you have a change of use, that adds an extra dynamic of or an extra layer of difficulty for a uh, business owner, and a lot of them don't. It's something that they know how to run their business, but they don't know about this aspect of the business, and it'll catch the, it'll blindsight them. Um, And as a one of the things I want to do is to put together a task force where people can come in and get help that they need to know what they're going to need, so that there's kind of like provide them with a checklist that's specific for them yeah and then when they come in with their engineer and their plans and their contractor they can have a meeting and meet with everybody at once right get the corrections that they need come back bring it and it should be a slam dunk to get the thing approved after that um, with that you are talking you know you should be able to get something like that done in as little as 21 days and I've talked to restaurant owners who just wanted to open up a, a doorway going into the unit next to them because they needed more seating. Yep. And it's been a year-long project. Wow. That that is just ridiculous. Now that, of course, is probably one of the worst <laughs> stories that I've heard. Yep. But it six to eight months is not unheard of. Yeah that's yeah, it's a
1: challenge you know especially when business owners you know we're, we're in business to make money we're in business not to file paperwork and and go through these these different processes so it seems like the, the the real estate side is definitely somewhere where you're you know kind of looking from a commissioner standpoint jumping in and helping out outside of the real estate spaces are there other areas that you see uh, that need improvement for pasco county
4: well we've we always had a traffic problem in Pasco County. Yeah. Um, that has been um, something that's just always – our development has always outpaced our ability to develop our roads and yeah. <laughs> our schools, for that matter. Right. Um, and, and I think there's there's a demand for it, um, and I think that the there's incentives within our government to – lean towards the developers yep. to get projects done. There's a lot of money involved in that and, and getting it going. But I think that if we quit giving away millions of dollars to incentivize the the growth and just let the growth happen naturally, I right. think we'll have a lot easier time keeping up with the pace. Also... I think that there's things that we can do within our county that are going to help save us money rather than, you know, widening roads, which is super expensive when you have to buy out properties of other landowners. Yep. Um, and I think we can take smaller baby steps. We can start putting in more service roads uh, to connect businesses, to keeping people off of those major thoroughfares mm. um, until they have to get on one. Also connecting communities to keep buses and sometimes even emergency services and some of the elderly that don't feel comfortable. Driving on those six lane roads and crossing them, and uh, that don't always have a light that they can cross at. Um, that, uh, connecting those communities uh, within the community gives them a great opportunity to keep those buses off of the roads during peak hours yeah. and, and providing that opportunity. Yeah, that's a good
1: point. That's a good point. We're talking with Jeff Miller here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, candidate for Pasco County uh, Commission. And, yeah, the, the, the transportation is a big thing here in Tampa Bay. It's probably one of our main Achilles heels uh, when it comes to our growth. And we've seen uh, Tampa, when you look by the airport, you look at uh, also over by Raymond James Stadium and uh, the I-4 malfunction junction, some people have called it. You know, over the years, I've, I've heard different stories, been involved real estate and uh, you know, it, it, goes back previous mayors, multiple mayors previously that, that didn't see, have the foresight and from uh, different opinions that I've seen over the years. Uh, you also hear about the high speed rail, the rail that they wanted to put in from Orlando to Tampa. And then mm-hmm. I think they were going to connect it down to Miami as well, uh, from what I've heard, the reason why that didn't pass is because there was too much government, federal government money attached to that project versus us being kind of independent in the state. But I agree with you. more, we, we got to have more buses. we got to have smarter transportation as we move forward.
4: Yeah. I mean, railways up north have never really been profitable. It's, yeah. It usually is a hole in the water that you throw money into because of the technology may be changing that. Right. Before when you got to the other end, then what? Right, and so nobody used the trains. Yeah, so that may have we may have hit a a spot there where it may be more useful. It probably have to be some more studies involved. I don't know how that's paying off in some of the northern northern areas, but yeah, uh, also the cost of maintenance on a project like that usually falls to the states so even though the federal money is coming in to help exactly. build the railroad then after that the state or the county that they're in have to care for the maintenance after that and that becomes a burden that
1: and i think that's why it it's failed here in florida especially you know um, you know red state you know they're looking at that strongly and now when you get to the other end, yeah, we got Uber, Lyft, and all those different things. So, so it might be yeah. changed. change. It might be time to start looking at that again once we get past COVID. Uh, but coming into a break, uh, more from Jeff Miller, uh, candidate for Pasco County Commission. Fred Mew, Tampa screens and aluminum, as well as our feel-good story of the day. Nigerian boy received scholarship uh, to New York Dance School after they saw his barefoot ballet performance. It was a social media video that went viral. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
3: This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead host negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group, and you're listening to
0: Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at consumerqb.com. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback
1: Show. Big shout out to Brothers Easy Moving, the official moving partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Brothers Easy Moving. Reach out to them. Let them know the real estate quarterback sent you local. Interstate, packing, junk hauling, and office moves. Reach out to Brothers Easy Moving, the official moving partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show. A couple of hot listings for you here. We got one up at 6417 Yvette Drive up in Hudson. Uh, This is a waterfront beauty. Uh, property directly on the waterfront deep water canal bring your boat and jet skis enjoy the deep water fishing that you've got just off the gulf uh, there and the gulf of mexico Uh, 6417 event drive in hudson great opportunity two bedroom two bath one car garage right here in beautiful hudson area hudson beach as well in tampa bay 422 wildwood way is a property that we've got in pinellas county uh, 422 wildwood way is a two-story property and it's close to multiple pro-style golf courses just minutes to the beach owners motivated and it's a great opportunity to own real estate here in one of the hottest real estate markets that we've ever seen in tampa bay check out all of our listings at platinum <laughs> All right, Jeff Miller in studio, candidate for Pasco County Commission. We're going to talk about flooding issues, homelessness, and more about economics coming up with uh, Jeff. I'm going to bring Fred Muth into the conversation. Tampa screens and aluminum, longtime friend of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Welcome back, sir.
3: Well, thank you so much. I'm here in my uh, in my office, my simulated. Uh, studio with my simulated microphone and my simulated earphones on because that's the way I like it. But you know how it is. It's going to be a while until I get into the studio. I miss the studio. I miss the studio atmosphere. Yeah, man. I miss it, I miss the nervous energy. You know, we always have great conversations in the break room before the show goes on. And then the nervous energy comes in. And, man, it's great. I, I, it's priceless.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And we're all wearing – we got the mask in the hallways and we got the plexiglass up and all that good. So you'll be It's and uh, You
3: know, uh, listening to Jeff uh, – hello, Jeff. And I, you and I have never met. Okay. Um, boy, boy! I'll tell you what—you you really hit a nerve when you talked about what I would call the senseless prolonged timing in the uh, regarding the construction industry, uh, permits, variances. It is unbelievable. I mean, we we do uh, patios, pool enclosures, screen enclosures, and you know when it takes uh, up to three months in some cases to get a permit that's beyond ridiculous and there's there's really no good excuse for it because i i recall back i was in this industry back when charlie came through and uh we had a lot of cages down in that area um they, they would rubber stamp the permit the permit would be ready to go in two days so it can be done and um you know it's, it's very hard for me to understand why it, it just drags on like this and of course you've seen all sides of this it, it's amazing you uh You know, you're a house flipper, contractor, real estate agent. You know, you know the game. Um, I'm curious, have you ever sat in on the variance board or or in on variance variance meetings?
4: Oh, I have not sat in on any of the variance meetings. I'm usually uh, well after that when I come in.
3: Okay, yeah, I've been in, in on quite a few, and, uh, you know, you say to yourself, this all could be resolved over the phone.
4: <laughs> right, that's, that's <laughs> it, the truth.
3: In a lot of cases, it can. We, we run into significant issues uh, with pool screen enclosures, especially in the South Tampa area, where uh, a lot of times the pool deck is poured into the easement, and it's poured into the utility easement, which is acceptable because um, you know there's no structure on it yet. Now the homeowner wants to put the cage on a couple of years later, and it's it's a no go. And um, you know some of them utility easements they they've not been used for in excess of 20 years. And I, I think Brandon, you may know the answer to this. It, it doesn't that become basically a defunct uh, easement if it has not been used by the utility company in a 20 year period.
1: You know, I was just thinking about that the other day because we had a property where something along those lines came up, and it was—it's uh, getting a little bit into the law, the legal side. But but there are some rules where if uh, someone is uh, able to use a piece of land, maintaining a piece of land—I forgot the specifics on that—but I think the key is if they're if they're using it and maintaining it. Uh, then at some point after whatever number of years I think it can become theirs they might have to file a certain uh form or some type of a grieve, may not maybe not a grievance but some type of a form with the county or the city hey that's trust that it be abandoned abandoned that's yeah. right yeah
3: yeah yeah and and it's it's you know it's sad for the homeowner because they they spent you know they got a you know half a million dollar home they got a pool that they spent a lot of money on I can't go forward with a cage now and they're you know they're getting eat, eaten alive by mosquitoes um, but but you know you can't you can't go for a variance and ask to build into an easement. You can go for a variance and ask to build into a setback, but not into a, into an easement, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. And we we see so much of it. I, I in reality, I would say twenty percent of the leads that come across my plate in South Tampa, there are concerns with easements and setbacks for for what we do.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're talking with uh, Fred Muth here. Tampa screens in aluminum. Uh, aka the 10 man you look at all the different reasons why people want to add screens and of course when you when you bring in that mosquito uh, name and and those uh, mosquitoes midges all that good stuff uh, your company has an awesome uh, you know available uh, you know different types of strategy where you can have lanai's patios porches screened enclosures
3: that's correct. I mean, that's, you know, the, the basic standard screen fabric, screen enclosure will keep out the majority of the insects. And um, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's a downside uh, to the state of Florida is the fact that we have to live with all these insects. But the, these cages really protect a lot of people. A lot of people have allergies, to bug bites, etc. And, um, and it helps in that area as well. And then there are people that have skin issues. Um, where they're very, they're light-skinned, they're sensitive to the ultraviolet, and, and we have screen fabrics that will protect against a lot of ultraviolet. We have a 25% reduction uh, fabric, and we have a 70% reduction fabric, uh, which I do sell a lot of that as well.
1: Yeah, the different types of fabrics. It's interesting because you're you just you're not really sure. Some people say, oh, well, if I put the screen up, I'm not, I'm not going to get any sun. If I lay out by the pool, I'm not going to get a tan.
3: Oh, I'll tell you what, it's Florida You're you're still going to get a tan, it's going to be a more even tan Um, You know, if if it's a 70% reduction Ultraviolet um, product Yeah, you're you're probably not going to get a suntan But the the 15, which is standard 15% reduction and the 25% reduction uh, fabric, you are going to get a very, very nice, even tan. Um, In some cases, it will keep the pool water somewhat cooler because obviously now we're blocking some of the UV to hit the water to warm it up. Right. But, you know, when the water hits 88 degrees, you know, I I think it would be a big plus to bring it down to around 78 or 80. Well, of course, I'm from the north, so I'm going to make statements like that but uh, i i do know people that that will not put the uh heavier fabrics on the top on the screen roof uh because they they don't want the pool water to get much warmer or i'm sorry much cooler now does (laughs) that does
1: that also reduce the carcinogens like in terms of the when you're blocking certain uv rays
3: well the the thing is um you know if you have a problem with skin cancer yeah you want to stay away from the sun, and uh, the more U v you block out, the better it is for you and you can probably stay out there longer but uh, you know I mean we, we have uh, we have built cages with the heavier fabrics on the top to for people that have had them skin problems, and you know it, it was we 've learned that they 've been highly recommended by the dermatologist
1: right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it adds such a value to the property, you know, Fred we were talking about. Uh, inventory levels, and we talked about inventory levels on the show uh, numerous times uh, with you on it as well when we're talking about that. Your residential listings in Pinellas County, for example, uh, June, This is these are the stats, the recent stats that we've got. Uh, in June of 2019, 5,327 properties available for sale. June 2020, that number drops to 3,907. So again, 5,327 down to 3,907. That's minus fourteen hundred 1400 properties, fourteen hundred and twenty wow. less listings available.
3: That's, that's amazing. Is, is that amazing or what? 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 Okay, I understand the industry on the air. What you wanna you wanna broadcast? What What do you think's going on?
1: Well, yeah, what that is is, is so it's twenty six point seven percent less listings. And then if we also bring that number down to solds, so now we're gonna really get into the meat of it. June of 2019, there were 1,986 properties sold. June of 2020, that number actually went up to 2,033. So you say, well, the inventory was so low. How did it go up? It's market saturation. Plus 47 sales, plus 2.4%. That's a 52.0% absorption rate. 52% absorption rate and a 1.92 month supply of inventory. It's a strong seller's market, Fred. And I think a lot of folks
3: are moving from up north. It, it is amazing, and uh, you know, I um, in our obviously we ride the coattails of what you do. Um, every time a, a transaction takes takes place, a new homeowner moves in. They want they want a new lanai. That's the way it works. And, and yep. what I'm seeing, um, you know, the existing cage has been there for 15, 18 years. And uh, back when the panoramic view was not available and now the new homeowner takes over they want the new cage with the pano view and we're we're selling a lot of pano view conversions for that reason
1: the pano view that's awesome i i uh, i want to see i want to see more of those on i love the website and you know when you look at the website it shows it gets gives you that view you can actually see it, it opens it wide up and i think that's going to really help properties sell uh, so stay with us more from fred muth uh, we also have jeff miller in studio Feel good story of the day coming up and more from our expert contributors. Stay with us, Consumer Quarterback Show. Make sure you follow us online at Brandon Rhymes One on Instagram and Twitter. We would love to connect with you on Facebook, our Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty on Facebook and also Brandon Rhymes PA. And we'll
0: be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back, Brandon Rhymes Consumer Quarterback Show, powered
1: by the Platinum MVP team, Keller Williams Realty. Giving a shout out to the Billmar Beach Resort, the official hotel partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show on Treasure Island. Uh, great place to go hang out and have some fun billmar beach Resort uh, say hello to Clyde Smith general manager let him know the real estate quarterback sent you two pools on site sloppy Joe's beach bar and restaurant excellent food as well in the restaurants great place to hang out on the weekends billmar Beach Resort let him know the real estate quarterback sent you all right a couple of hot properties here in Tampa bay 12208 Four Oaks road this is a development opportunity in Tampa Bay, 1.8 million dollar price tag. But the developers are calling. They're they're looking at this thing hard. Uh, you've got five acres right in the heart of Tampa Bay, surrounded by, of course, great shopping, lots of residential units as well. Uh, zoning is R nine, so I'm told you get about 40 units in there. 12208, 4 Oaks Road, Tampa. It's close to Carrollwood, right there, in a great opportunity close to Del Mabry as well. All right, we've got another development opportunity as well at Hamlin Road. We've got a property up in Pasco County, Hamlin Road. This is 41 acres, prime development opportunity as well. Uh, we've got a lot of attachments as well in the MLS. 25 or 12 Hamlin Road, Spring Hill, uh, Pasco County. Great opportunity here in beautiful Tampa Bay. Check out all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Every day we're going to tell you something positive in our feel-good story of the day.
0: Tell me something good.
1: Okay, so you got a 45-second video of a Nigerian boy dancing barefoot in the rain has landed uh, Aspiring Dancer a Scholarship at a New York's ABT School of Dance. Uh, Anthony's dance went viral on social media with hundreds of thousands of views from people all over the globe. And the eventual, it eventually caught the eye of Cynthia, Cynthia Harvey, director of ABT School of Dance, one of America's most distinguished ballet schools. And two days later, Harvey managed to contact the boy and his teacher. Soon after, she had arranged for a full scholarship so Anthony could attend the ABT uh, Virtual Young Dancer uh, Summer Workshop, a three-week intensive program. Quote, a child who shows this much dedication, you just have to help, she said. So there's our feel-good story of the day. Every day we're doing something positive and telling you something good here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, We've got two uh, awesome expert contributors here in studio. Jeff Miller, uh, candidate for Pasco County Commission, as well as Fred Mew, Tampa Screens and Aluminum here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. So I wanted to go back to Jeff and talk a little bit about some of the flooding issues. I think that's really relevant when we're talking about real estate and things happening. So flooding uh, issues and, and, uh, you know, when you see this heavy rain, we've had a light rainy, a light rain summer, it seems like, at least where I live. But when we do get heavy rains and that storm pushing in, it gets scary for some people.
4: Yeah, we've had a lot of problems over in District 4 and uh, where it joins into District 5 where the roads get shut down whenever there's a real heavy rain uh, lately. And a large uh, problem that we're having is the the oyster beds that are where that water drains out have not been maintained in probably over 30 years, I'd imagine. And it's... It's it's putting a cork in the bottle, so to speak. So we got all this extra development going on further in the county, yep. and as we, you know, when those retention ponds start to get full, and we have more and more runoff, uh, that, that's going to come down and work its way towards the Gulf. And now we've, you know, we've got that opening that's clogged up. Um, but it goes hand in hand with another issue that we're having uh, in our county, and that's we've along that same corridor, we got a lot of properties that are just being boarded up a lot of commercial properties uh, are not being used and there's a there's a whole dynamic there um, where the demographics don't support tearing those buildings down so people some people have said you know we just need somebody in there that can fix them up and renovate them if you're going to renovate a commercial property uh, to the way you want it uh, it, it's going to cost a lot of money we see some of those buildings going to u-haul has bought two of the larger buildings along the road uh, along US 19. Yep. And they put their storage facilities in there and that's because that doesn't require a whole lot of renovation. Right. But when you go into a building and you start renovating and you're renovating more than 50%, you have to bring everything up to code. Right. Which can drive the you over the 50% of the value of the property, which then puts in the 50% rule for FEMA. Now you have to actually raise the structure or elevate that structure up. And then that comes with parking lot changes and everything else and it just makes it financially unfeasible so one of the things that we need to do is actually bring the values up along that corridor and increase the demographics in that corridor to where it's actually worthwhile venture to come in there and tear those places down and rebuild new Uh, and one of the things that we've looked at doing to do that is dredging out those channels where the water goes out and using the spoils from that to create an offshore barrier island now this plan was actually put together by a fellow named alan rose who is a member of the coast guard and by doing that we accomplish we get deep water channels Deep water channels are going to make property values go up along the coastal area yeah and uh the barrier island will protect the grass flats out there and the grass that we have uh also storm surge will give us a protection against that and all in all, there's a lot of good things that can come from it. There's government. There's already federal money there uh, to do this type of a project. Uh, there's no issues with what to do with the spoils by doing it this way. So there's a lot of positive that can come from it. We just need to get on it and we need to move and act to start that turnaround. It's going to take time.
1: It sounds like a great idea. You know, bring bring everybody when they're calling on a real say. Oh, what kind of boat can I put in there? Can I put a deep access boat? Can I put a you know sailboat in there? You know, depending on the, the canal. So dredge it out. Use the dirt build an island and that's going to serve another purpose of, of blocking and, and you know not only uh, wind shear at some point whenever you get trees blowing, growing on it but but also the wave activity that that's going to be a, a smart move there uh, let's go ahead and jump into our lightning round uh, we're going to ask for top tips parting words of wisdom and words of advice let's go to fred Mute, tampa screens and aluminum top tips my friend
3: well top tips um yeah. Oh, Jeff, by the way, you got, you got my vote based on what you just said in <laughs> the, the last segment. I'm telling you, you hit it you're on the head. Uh, in our industry, uh, even though it's only patio screen rooms, pool enclosures, I advise all the homeowners to ask a lot of questions uh, before the project begins. And uh, the more questions that you ask when I'm your rep- representative, when I'm the salesman, um, you're, you're doing a, a better job for me because I don't like surprises halfway through the project. And um, if a customer begins to ask questions uh, d- during the project while it's already under construction, that's when the problems occur. We encourage everybody to continue to ask a lot of questions while you're bidding the project. Because the questions that are asked now are much easier answered prior to the, the beginning of the project and having a problem begin because the question wasn't asked in the first place.
1: Absolutely. So that's a, good, that's a great tip. Good stuff right there. Jeff Miller, candidate for Pasco County Commission top tips all right words of
4: well wisdom. words of wisdom is know who you're voting for this this year uh all year long all the way to november uh right now i want to ask everybody this uh election for district four is going to be over this tuesday august 18th we have early voting in progress right now so we i encourage everybody to get out vote early uh so there's no crowds on november 8 or on august 18th and we can get uh do your education. Look us up online. Watch our videos. Uh, see what we're all about. Ask us questions. We love to answer questions. It lets people know where we stand. And uh, we just hope everybody would get out and vote.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's important. The civic duty, you know, I think that's something that we've kind of lost over the years is that civic duty of uh, jury duty. Everybody seems to look for ways to get out of jury duty. It's a kind of a, a pretty well-known, like, hey, if you're a successful business person, if you're this, you can get out of it. Uh, but but sometimes, you know, hey, this civic duty of voting, this civic duty of serving jury duty, doing things, it's, it's you know, we need to kind of reinvigorate that if we can uh, and you know, especially when it comes to the no- November election, too. People, it seems like they they don't know all the different things that are on the ballot. We've had attorneys on the show. Uh, attorney Richard Alexander does a good job of telling us. You know, hey, here's what was new to the to the laws. Here's what's new. Uh, attorney Co- uh, Jason Koble also talks about here's a work change, a work comp change. You know, there's there some things where work comp is just recently uh, added to the first responders that are there. They can actually now. Uh, get work comp based on you know not having uh, physical ailments, but also you know psychological. What they saw, you know, they saw people get shot or they saw somebody fall out of a burning building. So you know, there's there's a lot of things that, as a uh, citizen. You know we need to be familiar with the laws the rules what's up for the what's on the ballot uh, because in hillsborough county i think it was we joked about it uh we we voted ourselves into more taxes last time <laughs> it was it was a, a penny change or something in the way they word sometimes on the ballot when they word them it's it's counterintuitive or they're using double negatives and it's confusing people so uh you know we voted ourselves into a big tax increase uh in hillsborough county uh it was uh last last cycle
4: and taxes never seem to go away do they that's right. They can't let That's go right. Of
1: that. Exactly. Well, you know, hey, another great show. Uh, Fred Mew, thanks for joining us. Tampa Screens in Aluminum. Jeff Miller pleasure pleasure meeting you as well sir
4: nice meeting you, Frank. and
1: uh, we want you to please go out there and consider committing that random act of kindness lots of ways that you can be a force for good in the community and do something kind volunteer uh, you know we love for you to support Children's Cancer Center uh, we're also big supporters of Warwick done charities uh, all the great stuff that he's done with helping single parents gain home ownership over the years uh, work done charities and habitat for Humanity you know swing a hammer for habitat volunteer some time and and be out in the community do something kind for one another uh, right here and uh, we appreciate you tuning in we've had an taking calls anything you heard about today on the show uh, we'd love to connect with you uh, at uh, the consumer hotline is 750-0550 to it's 813 number 750-0550 we'll put you in touch with any of our expert contributors that you heard about here on the show Aaron Barish Jeff Miller Fred Muth
0: and we want you to please have a wonderful day out there we'll see you next time